Time for our spotlight on KRWC. The first Tuesday of each month is reserved during the school year for District 877 Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Scott Tillman, who will join us for our June report. And the uh, the final one will take the summer off and then get back at it uh, in September. Scott, good morning. Good morning, Tim. Great to be with you. Nice to have you here, as always. Uh, we're just about at the uh, end of the 2022-23 school year. Just a couple of days left. For, I suppose the countdown is on in the classrooms. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, we had track and field days and different events at the elementary schools. And um, and so, yeah, they're, they're counting down uh, just a few days. Our last, last day of class is on Thursday, June 8th. And so um, I know kids are are really really excited and and um, and happy to see summer begin pretty quick. Yeah, uh, and of course graduation coming up this week too. Yes, that's um, our culminating event, right? The the 13 years that or longer, uh, if they were participating in in preschool programs that um, that our our um, staff provide. Um, we we look at our services. We birth to uh, 22, and um, and we provide um, many other uh, services for for our community and for our parents and students. Um, the uh, first thing that's happening this week, uh, first graduation ceremony, is the um, Pride Transitions Program, and it's our. 18 to 21-year-old students who are in need of additional services to make the transition from school to work and independent living. Um, We have that ceremony by invitation only, um, and that will be uh, today at 1 p.m. here in the Discovery Center Auditorium. So we're really excited and excited. to uh, share um, the graduation ceremony with the families and students. We have seven private um, transition students that will go through our uh, diploma ceremony, um, and we're really excited for them. And then um, on Friday, uh, June 9th at 7 p.m., the Buffalo High School students and Phoenix Learning Center students will... um, participate in the uh, Buffalo High School uh, graduation ceremony, um, and that'll be out at Bison Field West. Um, those, um, that ceremony is also limited. Um, each student has uh, six tickets for their family and friends to be able to watch the ceremony, and um, we just moved that ceremony outdoors uh, in 2021 because of the pandemic requirements. And we hadn't had it outdoors in 50 years. And so we're going to continue that tradition. Now, it's dependent on the weather. So if there's inclement weather, then it'll be held inside. And um, and the high school will communicate that to all, their, um, all the graduates. We have uh, 470 graduates from Buffalo High School, and then 16 graduates from the Phoenix Learning Center. So we're really excited about that. Um, We're going to record the ceremony, and that'll be available um, um, for uh, the students and their families. And then also um, the um, 
other family members that uh, could not attend are invited to watch a live video broadcast. Um, and that would, um, we always host that in the um, Buffalo High School Performing Arts Center. So um, we're excited about that opportunity. And then the Adult Basic Education Program um, will have their um, GED diploma uh, graduation and um, we're part of a collaborative, the West uh, Adult Basic Education um, uh, Collaborative. Uh, we'll have the the graduation uh, ceremony, the diploma ceremony at um, Discovery Auditorium, and that'll be next Tuesday, June 13th at 7 p.m. Um, again, the public is invited to attend this uh, ceremony. We have plenty of space here at the Discovery Auditorium, and um, it looks to be that there will be at least 27 adults who will be recognized for having earned their GED diploma. So we're excited about all of those milestones, and we're celebrating that. As I said, this is this is why we're in business, right, Tim? We're, we're here so that uh, students can reach this milestone and take the next step in their life. Such a fantastic uh, culmination of everything that uh, has gone on for all of these students, whether they be, uh, you know, just general um, high school students or all the other different uh, uh, variations of uh, graduations that you mentioned there, too. But each and every one of them unique and, uh, and, and very rewarding, each uh, in their own way. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, as I said, this milestone, and then if they're going into the world of work or if they're going to go on to a trade school or if they're going to go to college, uh, whatever their their path may be, we want to make sure that they have the be- that they're best prepared for whatever they choose, and um, not only just immediately but into the future too. We want to make sure that they they are set up um, um, for for life as uh, as they leave our our hallways. Mr. Date 77 Superintendent Scott Tillman, our guest on today's Spotlights. We've uh, been talking about the uh, legislative session and the uh, lack of knowing what was going to go on as far mm-hmm. as school mm-hmm. funding for a few months now, but finally we've got uh, a little bit of concrete information there. We do, and um, we're really excited about um, the the financial commitments that um, the state has uh, proposed and has um, passed. Um, probably the the biggest thing out of um, this session for me is that um, the the bills that were passed, um, the omnibus education bill that was passed, uh, includes um, an an ongoing increase every year. Um, when we were going through the legislative process, we were always waiting until May to really understand what exactly um, the amount of funding we were going to receive. And um, in my 20 year, 21 years as a superintendent, um, there have been years where we got a 0% increase in the general funding formula, uh, general education funding formula. And so... Um, Ongoing, moving forward, um, the legislature has made a commitment of a minimum of 2% on an annual basis and with a maximum of 3% uh, 
based on the race, rate of inflation. So um, just to put that into perspective, in the, um, in the last year, um, in 2022, inflation was 8% over, and the current rate, um, as um, um, uh, reported by the Minneapolis Federal Reserve, is at 5.8%. So, um, you know, going through that um, and, and dealing with the inflation, um, now at least we have some measure of uh, stability in knowing what we're going to receive in the out years. So it was always a bit easier going into the second year of the biennium with um, with budgeting because we knew um, the legislature had to um, set that amount and um, before the end of the session. And I'd think about um, when I look at the last biennium, it's probably um, six out of the, uh, or yeah, out of the biennium, five out of the six uh, bienniums. So over a 12-year period, um, five of those uh, sessions ended up going into a special session. So at least we got everything done before the deadline, and we know moving forward. Another big thing um, that uh, was um, addressed is the special education uh, deficit, and they call it um, uh, the cross-subsidy. And so what has happened in our case, um, we spend about $1,200 per pupil um, from the general fund to cover the cost of special, uh, special education services. And there has been a commitment by the federal government and the state government to cover those costs, but they never have. And um, so that $1,200 had to come out of the general fund to uh, cover those costs. Well, in this last session, uh, in this last legislative session, um, they're going to cover 44% of those costs. So instead of $1,200, uh, they're going to give us an additional $525 to to cover those costs, um, it still leaves us a deficit of $675 per pupil. Um, but this is probably the biggest move we've seen in in my career, in my lifetime, um, and it just is um, is is great. Um, we're going to um, also see that uh, families are um, uh, entitled to free, uh, free breakfast and lunch. So the universal free meals um, bill was passed, and that's going into law, uh, or is in law for the 23-24 school year. So um, all students will be eligible for uh, free breakfast and lunch, and um, obviously students can still bring their own meals if they'd like. Um, but uh, it'll be uh, that'll be a big relief to families um, who. Um, now have something that they don't have to worry about um, uh, either sending money to the school or putting it in their account. Um, so that was another um, bill that was passed that is going to impact uh, schools, but more importantly, families and making sure that they have um, they have a, a, the funding that um, or, or the support that they need. 
Um, the other thing, we did get some uh, new policies and new requirements, and um, we're kind of working through that to understand what that is going to mean for our budget. Um, we are going to have unemployment now for the first time in the history of Minnesota, and probably um, for the first time um, it, throughout our nation where uh, we're providing um, hourly workers um, uh, unemployment insurance is what they call it, but unemployment um, for um, the seasonal or, or for the for workers. Um, I guess they categorized it as seasonal. So um, any staff who do not work during the summer, uh, hourly staff who do not work during the summer, are going to be eligible for unemployment, and they'll have to apply for that individually. Um, then also we have some new. Um, requirements um, uh, for testing and e-learning um, that um, that have to be negotiated, and then we also have to negotiate um, the number of personnel. That's something um, really different. Uh, we have ne that's always been an inherent managerial right, um, but with that change, now we're going to have to negotiate. Um, the number of personnel in the school district uh, as a total. Um, and then we're also going to have to negotiate student-to-adult um, ratios in the classroom and student-to-personnel ratios overall in the district. So some of those we're still trying to um, work through, get more clarity, get more information on that. Um, but we're, we're trying, to, um, trying to figure that out. So um it's it's always um daunting uh i think uh, i won't even I, I i i thought at one time the omnibus education bill was um over 300 pages but now that i'm thinking about it i think it's probably even more than that so um we have somebody to interpret that for us yeah. well and uh you know we're Every month we talk about um, the effects, obviously, on District 877, but this um, legislation that was passed really should help out to varying degrees all districts across the state. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. This is, uh, this is a, a huge um, uh, win for all school districts across the state, as you said. Um, we're really looking... Um, forward to um, being able to utilize it and it really comes at, at the at the right time because we did have some assistance during the pandemic and um, uh, those federal and state funds uh, really were a lifeline to keep class sizes lower and we're trying to look at a way to sustain that going out into the future so a lot of this is it's new money to us, um, but it, it gives us uh, sustainable funding uh, instead of the one-time federal uh, dollars that we are receiving. So it's not going to be a, a huge boon. Uh, it'll give us the, the consistency that we need, um, but it, it's helping to replace the one-time funding that the state and federal government gave us during the pandemic, which runs out at the end of this um next school year, the 23-24 school year. So um, 
that helps us and that you know leads into my next topic about the budget um, by law the school district has to pa- uh, um, adopt a budget the school board has to uh, adopt a budget by june 30th of the of the fiscal year and um we've mr uh, ryan tangen has put our director of finance and operations put that budget together it does help our fund balance a little bit um going into the next uh couple of years um, and then we expect a, a spend down of that fund balance like we've done and what we um, uh, propose to our community when um, they helped us with an operating referendum. And, um, and now we're, we're seeing that um, help us um, and we're projected to go out into the future to be able to maintain that uh, for the next several years. And then with this additional funding, that'll provide more stability for us um, as we move forward. Um, so we're right now we're looking at um, the budget assumptions that uh, the district will utilize is uh, the increase in the general education funding and the special education cross-subsidy funding. Um, we are going to receive a little bit of aid for a student for a partial position uh, to support a partial partial position for student support personnel. And then um, we also um, will be looking at what happens with the unemployment insurance um, that is covered for the first year, and then we'll have to see where that shakes out with um, and determine how many how many individuals with across the state, because it's a statewide pool, how much um, that will impact each each uh, school district. So um, that is uh, that part of what I wanted to share with you. The other part before um, we end is I wanted to talk about um, our facility maintenance. We're going to have a company that um, we've worked with in the past um, conduct a phone survey. So if um, our listeners uh, receive a phone call. It's not a prank. It's not. Uh, it's not um, um, spam or, or um, um, a call that uh, is coming uh, unwanted. We are soliciting community feedback. Um, it's going to be by the Morris Leatherman Company, and they conduct um, scientific surveys on behalf of school districts uh, throughout the state, and we've used them in the past. Um, We are um, looking at um, making another investment in our uh, facilities. Um, We want to get some feedback on that. Um, We're looking at to improve the physical integrity of our buildings. As you know, um, our weather conditions um, don't subside, and so um, there's a constant um, uh, need to address uh, maintenance and long-term life of our facilities. Uh, we feel that we've done a, a great job. We take that, um, that responsibility very strongly, and uh, we want to maintain um, our buildings for, for decades to come. Um, we also want to make an investment. Uh, we'd like to make an investment to... Um, create more secure entrances at the uh, Buffalo Community Middle School and the Buffalo High School. 
Uh, we've done some investments already in um, our elementary schools um, about 10 years ago. And um, with this investment, we'd be able to put new entrances on, uh, new, more secure entrances at the high school and the middle school. And then we also want to be able to improve our efficiencies of our buildings and um, continue to maintain uh, our investment and our, our facilities, like I said, to um, to for many years to come. So um, if you get a call um, and you don't answer it, you think it might be um, just a, a spam call or a call that um, is unwanted, um, they'll leave a message. And if you give them a call back, they would um, greatly appreciate it. They're trying to um, get uh, feedback from um, through the communities of Buffalo, Hanover, and Montrose, and all of our townships that we serve in the 157 square miles that we serve, um, the survey will take probably 10 to 15 minutes. Um, so we're, if you get that call, please take it or call them back because we'd like to hear from you. Um, that is, um, those are the, the big topics that I wanted to cover, and I, I want to really thank our retirees uh, this year. We have um, retirees that have provided uh, over 450 years of service to our, our students and our, our school district, and I just want to take a minute to recognize them, Janelle Bryan, Cindy Gilchrist, Laura Hauer, Sharon Hersfeld, Suzanne Holmberg, Lisa Jude, Nancy Colossa, Sarah Krolak, Lucinda McCoy, Barb McIntosh, Nina Peterson, Mary Pekarski, Brad Robinson, Diane Mastel, Terry Sveck, Carlton Erdahl, and Marsha Wolf. And I want to just, Carlton Erdahl uh, is retiring after 50 years of service in the Buffalo Hanover Montrose School District. And he actually had 10 years prior to that. Is a big article in the Insider. So uh, if folks want to take a look at that, uh, Carlton has done a phenomenal job. And we hate to see him leave, but we also know that 60 years in your in your field, um, it's you're due a, a nice retirement. That's incredible. we got just a minute or two left, Scott, uh, yep. for a couple last notes here. Yep, just want to um, mention that um, our Buffalo High School students have saved uh, $1.5 million in tuition this year. We had um, students earned nearly 5,000 college-level credits uh, just during the 22-23 school year, and that's in our building. The, these are taught by our teachers. It's the um, college curriculum, but our teachers are teaching it uh, with the guidance of and, and supervision of the college professors. So congratulations to all the students that took um, um, the opportunity to participate in that. Um, I also wanted to uh, let you know we talked about graduation ceremonies. Uh, today we had for the first time a graduation walk where the high school students who um, uh, returned, graduating seniors, um, are returned back to their elementary schools and walked the halls, and all of the classes came out, and um, uh, they lined both sides of the halls and 
uh, applauded them and congratulated them. Uh, something that's going to be a new tradition. So it was it was great to see. I was part of um, recognizing the students here at Discovery Elementary, um, and then just. Um, I uh, wanted to point out that uh, summer programs are beginning. We have credit recovery, targeted services, and summer sunblock. And so those will start um, um, in a couple of weeks. And then um, we also had a, a, a holiday, Juneteenth, that was passed in February. wasn't going to be kicking in until um, August 1st, the recognition of that, of 2023, so we were getting ready for next year's um, recognition of that, but uh, in the last legislative session, they changed that, and it's effective immediately. So our, um, we were told by the Minnesota Department of Education that our offices are, are to be closed, and we can't um, um, provide kid care also. So we're... Um, we're we're complying with that. Just want to give uh, families a heads up on that, and just um, really proud of um, our teachers and the opportunities that are um, uh, they've given to our students. Our staff are second to none, and um, I know that their number one priority is the success of every single student. So we're grateful uh, to be able to continue to uh, provide those opportunities for our students, our parents, and our communities, and um, making sure that Buffalo ha uh, Hanover Montreal Schools is uh, uh, the place where students can dream, believe, and achieve their goals. So uh, thanks for this time. I know this is we're not going to be meet, uh, talking for the next couple of months, but I look forward to the next time we, we get together. Sounds good, and congratulations to uh, everybody in the district for uh, another great year and to all the graduates and uh, to everybody involved. So we will talk, I guess, uh, as per usual, the day after Labor Day. Usually yeah, sure. it works out to be the yeah. uh, the first day first of day the of month of September. So Yeah, yeah. All right. all right, thanks, Tim. Okay, thanks very much. We'll talk again. Thanks, Scott. Yep. District 877 Superintendent Dr. Scott Thielman on our spotlight today on KRWC.